0: This show is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use code DAN to get in on the action.
1: Welcome to the Big Suey, presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Levitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging.
2: I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys?
1: I've done it. And now, here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. Uh, put this on the poll, please. Are you watching Hawaii if Hawaii is not playing at midnight? Put it on the poll, please. Not at all. I, I didn't feel like I was watching Hawaii play. I wasn't chasing anything. Nothing. I wasn't watching them late at night. I mean. I had the under.
2: That's how what? anti-Hawaii what? that whole experience. was. Oh God. Is that, the, is that the first time you've done that? Bet on Hawaii under? Yes. You betcha. I'm not proud of it. And bet on Hawaii during the day. Yeah, that was not cool. Also, very thin crowd at UCLA. A lot of people in the SEC fan base were taking a lot of shots. I was listening to a Bama podcast. And they did 15 minutes on how there were seven people at the UCLA game.
0: But also, UCLA in L.A., a lot of other stuff to do. Right. Not to defend no, them. No, they,
2: they were already, the, this Bama podcast was get out of here. with Yeah, there's like, other stuff to do, but it's all expensive. <laughs> uh, it's what? all super expensive. And I've been there for a U2 show. Beautiful venue. But yeah. at the same time, you got to upgrade it.
1: Wait, he put it on the poll. Have you ever watched Hawaii Der- during the day have you ever bet on the under in a hawaii game <laughs> My, that is shocking man mm-hmm. shocking chip
2: kelly possibly good again maybe. maybe maybe look i don't know look i'm gonna do the horrible sports thing where i apply i see a tragedy and i just go the sports route with it lsu has been in houston for a couple of days and ucla looks better possible upset alert there wow they play lsu this week yeah. Oh wow.
1: That displaced means,
2: by the hurricane. Now they win that game and Chip Kelly is back, right? All the way. Yeah. Regardless, and maybe of, they can get 14 people at their stadium.
1: Regardless <laughs> of playing a displaced team because of a hurricane, they beat LSU and Ed Orgeron, a team that won a national championship a year ago. They're back, right? A lot of question marks still
2: about Ed Orgeron for me. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Speaking of doing things we've never done before, yes. I watched. An entire Illinois Nebraska game, oh, wow. and it was actually Ooh, exciting. My, oh, it was a good God. game. Oh, the, it's a good the game. The first points were a safety.
1: Oil. It was the only
2: game.
0: Exactly, it was the Nebraska best game. Nebraska Illinois,
2: good game or only game? It Put was that the on best the game. <laughs> so the Bama podcast I listened to also did a couple of minutes on this football game. Their takeaway: there are just no dudes on the field. <laughs> I swear to God, you look at it, you look it's at Illinois playing. and you look at Nebraska. They're just no dudes. Not a single dude. Do you think even Vandy would switch its roster with Nebraska? I don't think so. Good show.
1: There's been a Martinez playing quarterback for Nebraska for two decades.
2: I mean, Jesus. That one Martinez has
3: been there for nine.
2: Yeah. They've had an Adrian and a Taylor. Taylor Martinez. And I think they they were both six-year red shirts. Yeah. And they've been there for at least thirty three point three percent of my life.
0: Statowski, the guy who came in to play quarterback for Illinois, is a six year transfer quarterback from Rutgers, and he they won the game. A Rutgers yeah. quarter that means that I was think their backup. I think Rutgers gets to take a, a dub on that. That's one. a dub.
2: That's a dub. Yeah, that's a Rut, dub. Rutgers can also claim better than Scott Frost's Nebraska, who <laughs> has the second worst winning percentage. And I saw the graphic of the three worst winning percentages at Nebraska, and his photo is the only color photo in the group. Oh boy, yeah, it's bad. He was
1: supposed to be the savior. Scott Frost was supposed to
2: be the savior. Off the field investigation concerns because they were running a camp off site during COVID, and Mackenzie Milton might go down as one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. He's still—I don't know if he's ever actually going to play another snap. We'll see. He's at FSU. But the job that he did with Scott Frost, and I'm presuming the job that he did in retrospect with Josh Heupel, is going to look amazing. That dude made Scott Frost the most in-demand head coach, and he is falling on his face in the one place on the nation you think he could make work because he was a Nebraska guy. Nebraska icon. They can't even beat up the backup quarterback from Rutgers because actually Illinois has a pretty good starting quarterback, but he got knocked out of the game in like the second play. Right. I had no idea. What's his name?
1: Brett Bielema? Brett
0: Bielema. You don't know I, I, Brett Bielema? I had no,
1: well, no. I know who he is. I had no idea he was the head coach at Illinois. I oh, yeah. Was, I thought it was Lovey Smith. No, Lovey, Lovey, Lovey,
0: Lovey's gone now. And, and Brett Bielema, who is from Illinois, is back in the Big Ten. So it's kind of a homecoming for him of sorts. I also will add Nebraska plays Oklahoma in a couple weeks. That's oh, wow. Uh,
2: Thank you for adding that. It's going
0: to be kind of scary. <laughs> they, couldn't,
2: they couldn't beat Illinois' backup quarterback. And now they have to go against a guy that... In Spencer Rattler, who's a top Todd McShay's draft board for next year. Yeah.
0: How do you feel? He's got a
2: pretty sweet logo, too, Spencer Rattler. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's overthought. Right. I mean, it's totally overthought. But now with NIL, all these players are oh, <laughs> unveiling God. their own logos in college. Have <laughs> you seen Spencer <laughs> a, a Rattler's new entry into the logo game? Have you seen Spencer Rattler's? I haven't no. seen oh, it. No. Oh, wow, Wait, this are, as someone that enjoys this is a logo. random athletes oh my God. With, with their own logos. That is quite something. It has an S and an R and a snake. Whoa, Spencer Rattler.
1: Didn't see
2: that coming. Woo-hoo. Oh wow, it looks pretty cool, Mike. I'm checking it out right now. The <laughs> A&M. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna wear a hat with that logo on it, right? Yeah. yeah so are club promoters too. Nil. <laughs> I, I'm very confused. Dear King, who's taking the field on Saturday, game week, Bama, Bama week. Yeah. That's why I'm listening to Bama pods. Uh. Dear King's, I think, a Florida Panther right now. <laughs> he plays for one team, but he right. plays for the amateur kind of team in town, uh-huh. but he's getting paid by the pro kind of team in town. It's very I, confusing.
3: You know that he's older than Tua? He is.
2: Get out of here. De'Aaron King day. is older than Get Tua Tangovailoa. 25 <laughs> <on>. and 24. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> to me, the surprise was De'Aaron King is only 25. <laughs> I thought for sure he was 28. You thought he was five years <laughs> older than Tua? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wait, Mike, first off, what are the Alabama Pods saying?
2: Can you uh I just gave you 15 minutes on them, and I think my entire your entire show prep was just looking at my Twitter timeline. <laughs> when, you went to a Dead Show again. I did, you said last yeah. week that you had canceled your Dead trips, right? And you went to Saratoga I did. to watch the Dead yes. after a, another week of BS chastising right. large get together. I
1: got mad at Chris Cody for going bowling last week.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you found your way to a dead show you told us you weren't going to. So here's what I did. Okay.
1: I went to a place. It's called the Saratoga Center Performing Arts. Okay. SPAC is what it's called. Nickname is SPAC. Okay. And it's a really nice place. Okay. Like orchestras play there. And it's super nice. And Saratoga is really, really nice. So they had actual seats. Okay. And I figured this
2: was a nice, safe, clean place where I can go to a concert. Oh, get out of here! Where I didn't feel like being a pit. No, yeah. I went yeah. to I went to two shows in this the last couple of days. Right. I went to one that had no seats, okay, and one that had seats, okay. Way safer with no seats. No, get to I get to go wherever I want and have as much space as I want. No, Mike, this place was well run.
4: Everyone was sitting in their oh, seats. The yeah. aisles were not crowded. Mm. I did not go so to God, the show. There was that- a picture, and there was like fifty people standing around you.
2: Yeah, you realize every time you go to a dead show, yeah. we Find out about it on Twitter because someone takes a picture where you look absolutely baked in.
4: Well, okay, that's fair.
1: I mean, when in Rome, but. I, I also tweeted out, like, Friday night in Saratoga with that dating company. Like, I was super excited. I wasn't you're hiding va- it from you guys. You're vaccinated.
2: Yes. That was a venue that you could only probably get in if right. you were vaccinated yes. up there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not shaming you. Yeah, right. I'm not yeah. casting judgment on you. But I should stop shaming people? Yes, is that what, yeah. that's my whole problem okay. with all of this. Right. So you've done everything within your power right. to protect yourself against this virus outside of being a shut-in. At, at a certain point, the onus on the pandemic is on the unvexed. Don't shame other people for doing the exact same thing that you do.
1: Okay, that's fair. I mean, listen, you're right. I am vaccinated and I want to enjoy myself. Like the Grateful Dead for me or Deading Company is the one place where I can go for three or four hours. I don't feel any stress. I don't look at my phone. Really. I'm just hanging out. I'm enjoying the music. It's a happy place for me and I need happy places right now. And so I've decided that I'm going to go to a few concerts. Normally, I'd go to every single one. I have not done that. I have been to two of, let's say, the six or seven shows. But Mike, your larger point is a great point where I need to stop shaming people for doing exactly what it is that I do. But that's what I do.
2: I felt pretty safe. I felt pretty safe at the shows that I went to in the Northeast. Not just because I checked the vax cards. I took a COVID test at one. Are they really checking the vax cards though? Do you feel like they're
1: really checking?
2: Like, are you giving your ID with the vax card? Yeah, I could also see where someone could fake it. Right. But I, I think those will be fewer and further between. Okay. I was honestly, I felt so safe because I was out of Florida. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Florida's
1: just red hot, man. Right. It's really bad. It's just really leaving sad. Florida made you feel safe.
2: Really sad. I have a funeral today in which half the family can't make it because their lives have been impacted by COVID. Right. They can't come to a funeral for my grandfather who passed away from COVID because someone in their family is presently in the ICU with COVID. Florida is so bad right now. I just generally felt safer in the Northeast.
1: Outside of just being in Florida, where have you felt unsafe? Like I've had some moments. I'm not Mike. what I said last week about that first concert in Raleigh. I meant it. I didn't feel that comfortable. I canceled City Field. Mike, you know me. Like, yeah. City Field Dead Show on a Friday night is where I want to be. I spent a day. I didn't go there. I'm going to the smaller venues. I'm not certain if that's the right play, but I'm just going to, to places. Outdoor venues are fine. Outdoor small I, yeah. venues is where i to I went
2: going. to a wrestling show, and this was before we had the Delta Spike. The Delta Spike, we became aware of it uh, like a week later. I went to a wrestling show, an AEW show at the James L. Knight Center that was indoors. Right. And this is when we were still kind of riding high, like, ah, potentially in the rearview mirror. And then I saw on Twitter that a couple people who were at that show got sick and they were vaccinated. And that's when we became uh, aware of breakthrough uh, cases. Outside of that, the only indoor places that I've gone to are bars. Now, I'm watching games for an extended period of time. I did go to a bar in Key West. I know you said outside of Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, Key West did try to secede from the nation at one point. Right, the keys don't feel the like con- you're in Florida. Yeah, no. right. do you yes. remember this when they became the Conch Republic, and then they got really <laughs> mad that the infrastructure things that they were counting on from the government all of a sudden disappeared? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Well, ain't that something?" Well, I guess well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing masks at the concert? I did
1: not wear a mask. Yeah,
2: I, I wear masks when I'm around people when I'm properly socially distanced. But then again, I'm also having a brew. I'm having a brew constantly. Right. And it does get a little tedious over the mouth, outside of it. I do wear the chin diaper occasionally if I feel like I'm in a hot spot. But I feel really good about my immunity because I had COVID. Sure. And then I got vaccinated. That's not to rationalize this. People have to do the risk assessment every time they go into one of these things. Uh, Be careful that your state doesn't become like Florida because I'm telling you, it is so tragically bad. Here right now, I saw a Twitter it's observation. Yeah, it's Someone called it the Talking Dead, because you have these people that are being kept alive by their ventilators, and it's the most bizarre thing. When I got to speak to my grandfather the day before, obviously labored breathing, but I got to, he was lucid, and then in a couple hours he was gone. There are people that are kept alive by machines making decisions about their lives and what to do with their estates and what to do with their family mm-hmm. and if you unplug them they're gone in 30 seconds right and you don't want to keep them on there too
1: long that was the case with my mom my mom was on a ventilator for for about 7 days and you just don't you don't want to keep her on there too long because you hear these crazy horrific stories if they're on there longer than 7 days once they get off they're not living the same life they were in fact they're living a worse life and so it was it was a really i made decisions that i don't wish Upon anyone that anyone would ever have to make on behalf of their of their loved ones, on behalf of their family. It's brutal. And it's and Mike is right. It's the worst it's ever been down here. And I can't believe I'm saying that.
0: And also on a, another serious note, it's very bad in Louisiana where this hurricane is yes. is ravishing New Orleans. So if people can donate to the Red Cross, they do a lot of relief work in the wake of these types of tragedies. And I think it's just horrible to imagine the overcrowding hospitals there on top of this massive Category 4 storm that just hit. Not, not great.
2: People no. are passing away no. from not being able to get treated in ICUs because the ICU beds are used up by people for the most part, well, almost universally, anti-vax or people that just refused to have the vax or maybe in some cases didn't have access to the vaccine. But those hospital beds, for the most part, Overwhelmingly so, are occupied by people that made a conscious decision to not get the vaccine. I am telling you, from talking to nurses that are there at these COVID wards, they all end up asking for it when it's too late. Right. They all do. Every single... You see
1: some of them on TV, Mike, and it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking.
2: Every single virtue-signaling politician that you tout, that you think believes in your rights and your freedoms, and I'm not going to have the government control what I do, that person's been vaccinated. That person telling you, you don't need to get that vaccine, I believe in your right and your freedom, that person's got vaccinated. uh, 99.2% of the hospitalizations right now in this country associated with COVID-19 are in there because they are unvaxxed. Mike, you have the
1: guy that you want to say, you know, you want him to say he's vaccinated and you want him to promote getting vaccinated. That's the former president. He actually said it and he was booed. He was booed.
3: Booed in a state
2: that they ran out of
3: ICU. Uh, beds. But he was booed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't. Booed when in theory, everything he says is cheered by that. Ba- but the message has gotten so far bigger than any one It's person. beyond him now. Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's sad. I just uh, I don't get it. And, and Jess, thank you. Give that out again, because our thoughts and prayers are with everyone. I was glued to that yesterday watching it and certainly down here in South Florida, in Miami. Um, we can relate at some level to yep. what the people in New Orleans and Louisiana are going through. So our thoughts and prayers are with everyone uh, who was in the path of that storm yesterday in Louisiana and elsewhere.
0: Yeah, it's the American Red Cross, and there are other a lot a, a lot of other relief organizations that do good work during hurricanes such as this. Witty, actually, I saw you tweet out your list of hurricane experts and meteorologists, which I am am now following. So that is also a great resource if you're living in the path of one of these storms.
2: Yeah, you're gonna your life in the next month and a half is going to be kind of consumed by this because mm. September yeah. in in South Florida, you're kind of almost in constant threat of where these cones are. So that's certainly something. I, I just never really got the uh, political play on freedoms, especially when it's killing your base. Like DeSantis won the governor race by 33,000 votes. That's not exactly this huge margin of victory that you can afford to lose any of that base. Well, he lost some of it. <laughs> He's losing a lot yes, of it. Yeah. yeah, Day in and day out. It's, it's just like a dumb political strategy to kill your base because it's by comparison largely Republicans, that believe in their freedoms and in not taking this vaccine. A lot of them are dying. Yeah. Uh, listen, everyone believes
1: in, in your freedoms, right? It's, it's the United States of America. But this is one place, I said this weeks ago, where I don't mind my freedom being taken away. You want to take away a little bit, a little sliver of my freedom? It's
2: not, and it's not, it's not that. that. It's, it's freedom to religion. You reading your Bible isn't going to affect me if I go out somewhere. You can't harm anybody with that choice. You act, thumbing your nose in the face of science is actively putting people in the hospital. It's killing people.
3: It, it mandate it, <laughs> mandate it. Stop this from happening. And also, most people have seven or eight vaccines flowing through them most people stop at stoplights. That is not abridging your freedom to stop at a stoplight or put a seatbelt on or adhere to any number of society's rigors because we have to keep things in order and we need to keep COVID-19 in order and we can't because people aren't getting the vaccine that is freely available to everyone. Everyone can get it for free and you're choosing not to. And to Mike's point about the politics of it, I don't like politically, never mind killing your base. I just don't understand how being pro-death, pro-hospitalization is is a viable political strategy, right? I, I don't understand why people like, oh yeah, you know, and, and as a matter of fact, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, and I think it's the governor of South Dakota, are like competing over who kept their state the most open. Like the governor of South Dakota, like, oh, Desantis is a fraud. He had some mask mandates, right? And it's like they're competing over who's the most, who's most pro disease. <laughs> I it just, it's a, it's the most bizarre political yeah. calculus to me that being in favor of a disease spreading is politically salient.
1: I've made the decision clearly because I'm going to concerts here, where as a vaccinated person, I am willing to put up with asymptomatic symptoms if I get it. Okay. But I'm going to go enjoy myself. I'm going to go enjoy my life. I'm going to go to concerts and I'm not going to wear a mask. And maybe, you know, I don't, perhaps you're going to get mad at me for saying that, but you know what? I did my part. I went out and I got vaccinated and now I want to go enjoy my life. And I'm sorry if you're going to a concert without a vaccine, you're not wearing a mask. I don't know what to tell you.
2: I try to wear my mask, certainly in public settings, just because I don't want people snapping the picture. It's actually a good moral governor. But I go to the gym down here. I still, if I'm in a place that I determine is risky, I'll wear my mask. And I think it's it's the opposite, at least down here locally. In my gym, the people wearing the mask, I'm pretty certain they're vaccinated. Right. The people that are going maskless... I'm almost certain they're not. Are you guys going to feel comfortable going to games, big stadiums for games this fall? Yeah, I'm
1: going on Saturday. Well, I know you are, Mike. I know you're comfortable going, but Smetty, are you going to be comfortable going to a Notre Dame game this year?
0: Yeah, I've kind of been thinking about this more and more as the summer has gone on, because I think a month ago I would have said, absolutely, and now I'm a little bit less comfortable, but I, I will probably still do it. I'm supposed to go to the Notre Dame-Wisconsin game at Soldier Field at the end of September, and that's an outdoor stadium and I feel a little less great about it, but I'm still going to do it because it is outdoors. I think when I'm in the concourse and if I'm inside and in like any of the indoor spaces are going to the bathroom, I'll probably wear the, the thickest mask that I own. But I was disappointed to hear that Notre Dame is not mandating vaccines for visitors, unlike Tiger Stadium in, in um, LSU Stadium in Baton Rouge, yeah, and oh. some other college football stadiums that did shock me a little bit.
3: Yeah, pre- presuming they're still playing home games at, at Baton Rouge at it this might point. Might be displaced, right. Right. yeah. But I mean, it, it is interest. It will be interesting if and when those vaccine mandates are met by a public that is unwilling to adhere to them. Um, but honestly, outdoor events is frankly what got me through the pandemic. Back in December, pre-vaccine. U.S. soccer played a game against El Salvador. It was, it was in December, and there was like 3,500 people that were let in. And just getting to make a noise around other people sure. was one of the most cathartic things that I've ever done. I desperately needed it. Full stadiums are a little bit anxiety Providing, but you're outdoors. For me, it's domed stadiums, it's arenas that I feel slightly more icky about. I I, I, I'd wear a mask. I don't the care time. if
2: it's pouring at Mercedes Benz in
3: Atlanta. You open up that roof. You open it up <laughs> if it's pouring. The butthole y- roof. Y- you, yeah, open up that butthole. <laughs> it was really hot there this weekend, and they opened up the roof anyway because they, they Atlanta United played there, and they opened up the roof even though it was really hot, just because you want to get some air through that place.
0: Well, at the beginning of the p- pandemic, Woody there was that soccer game in Bergamo that was considered a super spreader event. Bergamo. Thank you. Because there were so many people there cheering and then there was a huge tick in Northern Italy afterwards. That were Atalanta.
3: Atalanta.
0: So I... Think about that. And then I'm like, maybe I should be a little bit more worried because when you're at a game, even if you're outdoors, it's everyone's screaming and cheering and like spit is flying and alcohol and no, people but also, are just completely. Kind of like a concert. No, yeah. but
3: also with that story, that story also involved a third of a city piling into buses to go to That's Milano in order in order to watch that game. They also, uh, the, the Italians are fairly, and, and they're an amorous people. And so they're like, they're kissing each other on the terraces after scoring goals. It's one of the greatest nights in the history of this city. And then it led to a spread of massive disease.
0: Yeah, I'm not kissing anyone if Notre Dame <laughs> beats Wisconsin. Like, I'm just going to go home regardless. But that's, that's a good point, I guess. So I don't know. Outdoor stadiums, I, I just would prefer if we had a vaccine mandate. I understand so that I, yes. logistically it's probably hard and, and there's a lot of, I'm sure, financial considerations at play. I don't know why Notre Dame would do this. I, I, I guess like I do know why they would do it. I'm not. Are it's there one vaccinated of those things,
1: sections? Do they have no, that?
0: Well, so the students and the at players. At the very least, we should have, be doing that. If no? you, If you work at the university, if you're a student, if you're a player, you have to be vaccinated to return to campus this fall. That's why I'm like, really? Like, so you're going to have a different standard for the players to keep them safe. But if you're coming from out of town to watch a game in the stadium, you're not going to do that. I don't know what their reasoning is. They didn't explain, like, hey, we think this would be, it would take too much time and it would be a hassle, or we don't believe in this, blah, blah, blah. They just said, we're not doing it. And so that's why I'm like, it okay, is, give me a ex- good excuse then.
2: It is severely going to impact the games themselves. The fans going to the games and the business of sports is obviously fascinating, but did you not see what happened in the NFL five days ago? We would have had a logistics disaster in the NFL had this week been a regular season week with everything that's happening with the Tennessee Titans. Right. I know they've said they're not canceling games because of COVID. You'll forfeit if you can't field the roster, but they gave themselves plenty of wiggle room. And I think that we're going to see plenty of Tuesday games again, or the occasional Wednesday games. Well, game. what's the wiggle room? How did they, ha- they leave themselves wiggle Because they wiggle didn't room? say that they weren't going to postpone games. They said that they weren't going to cancel games. And they made it through last season. Pre-vaccine without canceling a game, even right. though they've shifted games from weeks. they Everybody played a full slate that they've given themselves at wiggle room. But I think we're going to see the player. Ryan Tannehill was vaccinated. There's, They're not calling it an outbreak anymore because there's a vaccine, but it's going to impact your team. You listening to this, it's going to impact your fantasy draft. Got three unvaccinated players on my team. I think I'm freaking out. I took a flyer. Yeah, I got Lamar. I'm like, wow. Why did Lamar Jackson and DeAndre Hopkins fall to me? Oh, that's why. Right. Yeah. Not vaccinated. I didn't think
1: about that. I haven't done a draft yet. Wow. It's good value, Mike. What round did you get him in?
2: Yeah, Lamar Jackson slid a little bit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there, I, I saw there was like a list that a fantasy site put out of all the unvaccinated players. Really? So you can just have that in your notes. Just put like V on UV next to each player on your draft I'll guide. make
1: sure Inferno has that. I had the number
0: <laughs> I had the number 1
2: pick. I took Christian McCaffrey. Right. Last
1: we checked on Vax. Oh wow. Dangerous. Dangerous. How about how about Dalvin Cook? Is he vaxed
2: or I don't know. Wait, you got Dalvin Cook? Well, no, but I have the first pick and I'm thinking now maybe I'll take Dalvin Cook, you but know. Because it's a close contact thing too. Right. You saw uh, who's McKenzie, the other. Oh, and Cook is close to Cousins. I mean, yeah, that's what you wow. have to worry about. Wow. I, I, Sam Darnold got vaxxed, so I'm hoping maybe Christian McCaffrey got word. Wow, this is really. I'm workshopping this character that takes tragedy <laughs> and just applies a sports prism to Injury's it.
4: Injuries, never funny, but when you're drafting a fantasy team and someone in your league takes J.K. Dobbins and then 20 minutes later he goes out for the year you, you got to mock that guy that just drafted him cuz it's funny
1: well i would mock your league saying why are you haven't drafted so early you got to wait until right before the
3: season i agree starts, anyone know? who's drafting now sorry I mean- mike like you gotta wait so until only
4: the the, the weekend before yes. the league.
3: No, I I do the Tuesday before the season starts. Jesus, oh no! Wow,
2: you, you gotta wow. get people. You gotta get people in from out of town and have your own yeah. little kind of super spreader event.
0: Right. And... <laughs> 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 this is, you're not selling it for me. Yeah, I agree with Woody. You gotta do it the Tuesday before the Thursday or the Monday before the Thursday. Well, I'm, the Monday's Labor Day. Never mind. You gotta do Tuesday.
1: I'm doing my Wednesday before the Thursday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday Perfect. night. Perfect.
0: Cutting it close, though. If someone has like a last minute emergency, you're not letting them, you know, no rain rain check on that. Just
1: auto draft, you know.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I mean. Auto
2: draft. You're not drafting in the event. You're no, drafting. no, no. In the event. There's monster. an emergency. <laughs> if you auto draft in
1: you're the event monster. of an emergency. I'm saying, oh, Mike, we're oh, gonna get someone to fill in for you. In. Get yeah. someone to fill in. Oh, I'll get someone to fill in. I mean, I you haven't had to cross to that the bridge yet. Yeah. I will. You don't
2: deserve this league.
1: Why? Because auto draft. I'm saying, in the event of an emergency, if we can't find someone to draft for the person who can't make it to the draft, then we'll just Set your board? I I love setting my board.
3: Do you before, really? Yeah, I do. I, you get in there a couple days before. Right. And like you, But you, players in the queue. You do like yeah. it. Yeah, players in the queue. <laughs> love a queue. Love, I love a queue. I love, love a queue. I don't do one set of rankings. I do like an aggregate of three or four, put really? it all in a spreadsheet, aggregate score. Yep. Then I do make my own decisions about players that I want. It, it's a whole process, and and you set your queue before, before you get going. Uh, put it on the poll. Do you love putting players in the queue?
4: <laughs> There's nothing worse of the panic when you have your pick set up, this is who I'm taking person right before he takes them. Like, that panic. uh, I now have to switch and, oh,
1: the worst. Well, Chris, how about this? You're like, you know, you're ten picks out from your next pick. You have five
4: guys in the queue and they Mm -hmm. all start going, right? And then you panic. Or there's four picks away and you have four picks in the queue and you're like, as long as one of the picks isn't and then the first three, it's all three guys. So now there's one (laughs) pick left and only one guy left in your queue. And it's the guy you didn't really want. And you're like, come on! Exactly. (laughs) You always put one guy in your queue that you don't actually want. It's, it's usually the Denver
3: yeah. running back. <laughs> right. The
4: Denver running back is the guy you don't really Philip want that Lindsay much. Anymore. Who is it now? It's not, not Philip idea. Lindsay
3: anymore. Where no, Lindsay they, they have
2: Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I got uh, Melvin Gordon. He's sitting atop that depth little chart. flyer? He's not sexy, but, yeah, little but a little flyer.
1: A lot of people love Javante Williams. Matchup.
2: They yeah. do. Well, we'll I see what Melvin s- does. You I would tote s- the s- rock s- against the New York football giants. But where is Lindy? Do you guys all just... Lindsay. Oh, He Yeah. Houston what? Houston has a million running backs so mm-hmm. Houston, Houston. Houston's I running backs why. yeah they're well covid
4: Do you guys wow. ever pick a oh. random rookie that you don't know anything about but in your yeah. draft you act like you're real excited about him to get it like hey I'm big on this Chris Evans guy this running back from uh Cincinnati <laughs> he could be a big pass cuz I I read like one little blurb of fantasy sleepers <laughs> that's like he could be their pass catcher yes. he could be the next Alvin Kamara so now and I go to every draft I'm like, guys, don't sleep on Chris Evans. I but. did this
3: with Washington's running back last year. I still don't remember who he All was, right. and he actually did reasonably well. But the, Gibson, it was just Gibson, like Antonio, yeah, Antonio Gibson. Gibson yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I just I read one yeah. report that was he's going to be the first team running back, and I took him five rounds too Love early. A sleepers list. <laughs>
1: oh, it's the best. And you know what happens to Gibson this year? Because now he's shooting up the charts. He's a big guy. Everyone wants him. You know he's going to have a bad year. I mean, yeah. he's
4: just he's going to have a it terrible uh, year. Yeah, but seriously though, watch out for Chris Evans this year. Going
2: to play a oh, game yeah. with you guys because I did my draft yesterday, so I found out where a lot of people were okay you you guys remember mike davis last year with carolina McCaffrey goes down mike davis has a good year
1: i do remember mike davis where is mike davis hmm mike davis san francisco
2: i'm gonna guess chicago He's in Atlanta. Wow! <laughs> oh boy, wow. should be their number All one. Right. So we mentioned I, you might have caught it. Philip Lindsay's is in Houston. Okay. Any idea where Rex Burkhead is? Oh, oh he's God. also in Houston. It Houston. was in your weekend yes. observations. I mean, that's why last I remembered week. it. Yeah. Where is Mark Ingram? Ooh, also, also in Houston. Houston. Also Houston. Wow, it's a loaded backfield. David Johnson. Also Houston. Houston. What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
4: usually you know what they say though when you have four, you don't have one. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: When you when you see the running back committee, (laughs) when you see the the running by committee, has anyone ever said that (laughs) somebody said it? You never see it with instantly recognizable names. It's okay. We got rookies undrafted guys. We got a power back that from some small school. It's not guys that put up thousand yard rushing seasons. They have three different one of those. In Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Phillip Lindsay, hmm. <laughs>
1: they should have one of those guys play quarterback. The other three, like a wishbone formation, you know.
2: What other options? Right, do now, they on have? Their de- right now on their depth <laughs> chart, Deshaun Watson sits behind Jeff Driscoll, David Mills, and Tyra- Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, oh, Tyrod be, Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, he's probably going to be their starting quarterback,
0: or maybe Tua will be.
2: We have no hey, idea. You. Oh boy. Oh no, it ain't going to be Tua. I
1: can't imagine the Dolphins are going to do that. There's too much uncertainty there. You can see the Dolphins doing that. And
3: also, could could you do a trade where you don't include Tua and you have both Tua and
1: Watson? I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but if you're trading with the Texans for Deshaun right now, you kind of have the
2: leverage. You don't give up Tua. That would give the Dolphins two quarterbacks, Chris. Two quarterbacks. But you know Uh, what they say when you have two quarterbacks. Damn it. Uh, You don't have Tua. (laughs) Right.
4: Support for this podcast comes from the UFund College Investing Plan. Kids grow up fast so it's important to start saving for college as early as you can. The UFund College Investing Plan offers tax advantages on earnings, contributions, and withdrawals, so you have the opportunity to save even more. Visit fidelity.com UFund or call 800-Fidelity for details. That's fidelity.com UFUND. Plan is offered by MIFA, your Massachusetts educational financing authority, and managed by Fidelity. For investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses, contact Fidelity for a fact kit. Read it carefully. If you are the designated beneficiary as not a Massachusetts resident, consider your or the beneficiary's home state plan for alternate state tax advantages or other benefits such as financial aid, scholarship funds, and protection from creditors. Units of the portfolios are municipal securities and are subject to market volatility. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, and SIPC. Support for this podcast comes from JCPenney. Get back into the swing of routine during the last days of summer with JCPenney's Labor Day Home Sale. Refresh your space with 50% off select furniture, mattresses, and window. Or shop DoorBusters, like $6.99 Select Fieldcrest Bath Towels and a Black & Decker Food Processor or George Foreman Grill, $39.99 each. Shop DoorBusters Friday to Monday while they last or save an extra 25% with coupon at a JCPenney near you. DoorBusters valid 93 to 9:6 and excluded from coupon. Offers and coupon valid through 9:6. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.
1: The one person I didn't ask as to whether or not they would go to a sporting event uh, this fall is Billy. Now, I'm surprised Billy's here at the studios. Um, Billy, there is no shot. Like, zero chance you are going anywhere near a stadium live sporting event this fall. Are you or anytime soon? Is that accurate? I mean, I'm not running to get there (laughs) now. No? No. I mean, should I? Do you want me to? Uh... I mean, no, I want you to do what you're comfortable doing. Clearly, you're not, you're not comfortable doing it. I don't blame you. I don't really love going to sporting events anyway. So for me, like I like the home experience a lot better than I do going to a football stadium. Now, the concert experience is much better in person than it is at home. I need to feel the crowd. I need to see the music. Bob Weir needs to be, you know, 15 feet away from me. But I don't really enjoy going to games. To me, it's not, it's not enjoyable at all, to be honest with you.
0: You don't like going to sporting events? No. I don't believe that. No,
1: not. Listen, when I watch the NFL on a Sunday, okay, what I have is air conditioning. I have a bathroom that's very close by that I could use whenever the hell I want. Red zone. I have parking right in my garage. I have the red zone (laughs) channel. I have fantasy going on. I have the witching hour. I have beers whenever I want, and I could smoke dope. I mean, (laughs) there's other
0: sporting events than NFL football, though.
1: Oh, I'm not going to baseball games. Those things are too long. What about long.
0: college football games? I don't really like going
1: to college football games. Like you Hockey? went to, but Smitty, you're from the same area I am. So in the Northeast, college football is not a big deal. You went to a big college football school, therefore, college football
2: is a big deal to you.
1: Two. But where we grew up,
2: she went to Clemson and Notre Dame. All right, she went to two. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I was divided. Two for teams, the yeah. championship game. Was <laughs> it was yeah. tough.
1: Yeah, but I just have, I don't know, just. Going to Dolphin Stadium to see a Dolphin Jet game, 70,000 people on the turnpike, I want nothing to do with that at this stage of my life. Nothing.
2: (laughs) The uh, the pro I want convenience. I want
1: easy at this stage of my life.
2: NFL NFL football presents so well on television. College, too, but college has an atmosphere associated with it that the NFL really struggles to replicate. Absolutely. I love going to hockey games as opposed to watching it on television. Same for soccer. I think those are really... Those sports really excel when it comes to the live experience. But NBA basketball and, and pro football here, I do kind of prefer watching it at home.
1: I heard you guys discussing this during the break. Mike, is this a deal breaker for you? If you go to a stadium that only has bleacher seats, are you going to that stadium? Give me a seat backing, please. Did I hear you correctly? Notre Dame only has bleacher seats
0: and Clemson and you can rent seat backs for your seat. How about cushions.
1: You th- how about for the money I'm paying to attend your game? You just give me a seat back. How's
2: that sound?
0: Well, it's like, it's fun. It's part of the experience. Wrigley Field, the bleachers, the bleachers. It is
2: is fun. Being seven beers deep and walking down bleachers, it's exactly the kind of thrill. The the life or death. (laughs) Dangerous game. (laughs) The the life or death bet that I put in my own hands every single Saturday. I love it.
0: And when it rains and the the seats are all wet and you're trying to climb down them and you slip. Yeah. Uh,
2: You're talking about the orange pole. Oh, my God. Sounds like a blast. Yeah, if it wasn't you slipping on rain, it was you slipping on urine. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> I will say the college atmosphere is a lot, bad, like a lot better. The best game I've ever been to was Miami-Florida State, the Ken Dorsey-Jeremy Shockey game. That's the most exciting sporting event I've ever attended. That and 86 World Series, Game 6 and Game 7, New York Metropolitans. How about that? Not the oh, Yeah,
2: the NBA basketball can get there with intensity and in live atmosphere so does the NFL depending on the game but there are just certain sports that you can always count on the live experience I I mean, gonna, it's college
4: football. Baseball, though, is a tough one. It's so exciting on TV and so exciting in person. So it's like, <laughs> wow, which one's better? Oh,
3: baseball is the only one that broadcast. comes with the... Baseball only, is the only one that comes with the odd chance of death <laughs> <laughs> as well. Chuck yeah. that in there. Yeah. Not football. Right.
0: guys, yeah. if you don't go to a baseball game, though, you can't boo your own team when they strike out.
3: Uh, right, well a good point <laughs> we're not hitting on the thing that is the reason why nfl football and pro basketball is not fun to go to it's commercial breaks it's them having to fill three minutes every 12 minutes I love commercial with, breaks. With, with with something to do wait you, you love commercial breaks in the stadium
0: commercial breaks too witty yeah. but,
3: but you're in this but you just said the atmosphere is better when there is game action right? So you couple bad atmosphere... No, but I think when
1: you're at the game, Woody... Two dozen commercial breaks. No, you want those breaks no, when you're you actually don't. at the...
3: You do. Yes, you do. What? You want to
1: get a beer, you want to go to the you're bathroom. Not, you're not pounding beers at 32. Not enough time for a beer,
4: though. <laughs> it's certainly enough time the, after, for a trip after, to the
3: loo. After yeah. there's a
4: punt, and then they take a, a, a minute break, that's not long no, enough no, to No, for me, the worst
3: is extra point, commercial break, kickoff, commercial break. That
0: sucks two when you're watching on TV, though. No, it sucks at any...
3: Period. Right. Them trying to do the fun and frills of the. They put a football under a under a helmet. They put three helmets and they scramble like them around wow. on the Jumbotron. How many times have we seen that one? Lose that. I am never in my seat. I am
2: never in my seat. Never in my seat when they're doing that stuff. I'm I, always loading up. Oh, the helmet. Show. The Lou? Oh, man. Yeah. i I'm just, uh, either getting beer or getting rid of beers if you
4: catch <laughs> me. Number beer. two. Oh, it's number two. No! <laughs> right. you, oh, you, you idiot! idiot. It's four.
3: The the worst person in sports is the person in the red shirt and the red hat, right? Just holding oh, up the game. Oh, the red hat! Yeah. The red hat! So On the the red polo guy, I, you actually have to learn the signals when you're doing the games uh, because uh, the guy the guy walks out into the field with an arm up. Right. It's like, all right. Commercial break time you got. And then I don't know what the NFL guy. The NFL guys wearing like some high viz thing yeah. with like orange sleeves, and he's waving. I still don't know what the deal is there, yeah. but you, you follow the guy in the red polo when you're doing a game. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe I've just only had good experiences oh, okay. at NFL games because I've been to at least five or six different NFL stadiums and they've all been really exciting and had great atmosphere. So I don't really know what you're talking about. Yes. On a regular, regular season Sunday. I'd rather watch Red Zone. But if I go to one game a year and I have a great time, then it's fun. Mm,
2: You need... You need Bills Dolphins from uh, 2011. Yeah, well, that's what well, you Stugatz, need. At Stugatz, hard rock. Stugatz, have you Try been having to, fun
3: there? Stugatz, Stugatz, have you been to Hard Rock since they put the roof over the place? Oh man, because the roof is, i don't think so—has no. dramatically increased the quality of that experience. Yeah. Has it really? Dramat- no. Both in terms yeah. of building no sunny atmosphere, side of the stadium. In terms of what, what's up? Is there still a yeah. sunny side yeah, of the yeah, visitor yeah, sideline? Yeah, the visitor okay. sideline. Okay. If, if, if you avoid the visitor sideline, you're good. It is dramatically. It also holds in noise, so even like if there's twenty thousand. Empty seats. You're going to get a good crowd. You just need a modicum of a good game in order in, in, in order yeah. for it to be an, 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 an entertaining experience. Way
2: better. I hated that stadium with a passion. Then the Notre Dame game happened and you oh. had that atmosphere oh. at that stadium yes, and you had people from college game day saying that's the second loudest they've ever heard a place uh. For me, it's We can really, have that atmosphere here. For me,
1: it's just... It's the driving. It's the traffic. It's, you know, just walking into the Shut stadium. Up, man.
2: You hop on a plane every weekend to no. see Dead and Company. Don't talk to me about travel time to see something you enjoy.
1: No, but Mike, I think you hit on something. The games I was going to were like, you know, 2011. It was Dolphin Jets, Dolphin Bills. They were awful games. They were awful games.
3: So I, I think- would say the last... Since they put the roof over the place, even when the Dolphins have been bad, they've had some entertaining games that go down to the end, like the Hail Mary... Uh, game against New England that, they, that Rob Gronkowski missed out on, on that tackle down at the end like the, and, and, and the noise right. that gets held in is incredible it, Mike mentioned that Notre Dame game the Trajan-Bandy pick six is the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life I've never heard anything louder I've been to big Premier League games when you mentioned that game Mike's shoulders twitched like he was peeing <sighs> what happened Mike? That sound <laughs> sends a, just him talking about the sound sent a chill down my spine. Every time I see a picture of the Notre Dame fan who literally had her fingers in her ears because it was so loud, I I experience that shiver.
0: I'm glad you got one thing though. I am glad you had that one thing, yeah. Stugatz. I agree wow. okay. that, I mean, that the driving. That one and, thing, and, that yes, man. you had one, one thing, thing, and you're still really happy about it four years later. I'm happy that you have that. Same with you and the Browns beating the Steelers in the playoffs. I'm yeah. glad you have that one thing.
4: Thank big everyone man. needs one
0: it's thing to hang on to thing. a little bit of hope. Yeah. It's tough when you're Catch a fan of a, a team <laughs> that is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is this flex from Notre Dame though? Like they've accomplished so much yeah. over the past 20 years, right? Belly.
0: I don't think we have enough time for me to give a proper rebuttal to that, Billy. Please, wow. at, at least,
3: oh, at least they get let hammered. Let me make my the, point about the Meadowlands tout-
0: parking being <laughs> shitty. Shouldn't
1: you be touting Clemson though? Isn't that the team? I mean, you went there as well, right? Yeah, I can brag about Clemson too. Well, well, that's I the team wrong. you should be
3: bragging about. Yeah, You're choosing I the wrong invited. one. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean. I mean, at least they get to the playoff semifinal before they lose by four touchdowns. Hey,
2: they covered against
3: Alabama. <laughs> at least they get there. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually, actually matters. I agree with you. I feel a little of sarcasm down the end, I but I love—I love to, I'd love to lose I to s- Oklahoma by four touchdowns. i get it. I, exactly. I go to
2: the gym and I wear my ACC championship game appearance against Clemson <laughs> shirt. <Sherpa laughs> I
3: still have. Yeah. I, I made the mistake of going to the Miami LSU kickoff game in Dallas, uh, and I got a shirt that has a logo from it. And every once I wear it out in public, I'm like, "What am I doing no, wearing this shirt?" No, I, I,
2: I don't regret that. I do regret buying the shirt from Dime Life that had a, a, an ibis uh, sitting on a throne. You know, Oh, we're on a the tiger skin rug. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs>